G'day. How the bloody hell are you? Uh, welcome to episode number 136, The Wild Caravan. Why The Wild Caravan? Well, simple. This is the first podcast ever in the new bloody caravan. I'm in the new caravan parked up at Manilia Station, a hundred and something k's north of Carnarvon, on my way home. On my way home from picking up the bloody caravan, we did it. We've bloody done it, mate. Been building and saving and looking and planning and shit for so long, and um, we finally have uh, got the caravan sorted, mate. So pretty bloody happy with that. Where I am, I'm on my own. I drove. I drove down on my own to pick up the caravan. Left last last Saturday, whatever that was. Saturday the 5th, I guess, of November, and it actually took me two days to get down to Perth, I normally try and do it in one hit, but I just, I think I was a bit sick, I think I got a little, I was a little bit, like my wife's been crook, I think I woke up a bit sick on the Saturday and left and was just feeling really shitty all day and I had like a headache and my eyes were hurting and I was really tired and I was struggling, so I pulled up at, at Geraldton in some shitty homestead um, that I stayed in. I got the dog with me as well, so it was like I had to try and find somewhere I could keep keep Yandy. And um, I actually the plan was to just let her sleep out in the dog uh, in the dog pod in the back of the canopy with the window on that open. Um, but I was like, when I went out to check on her, she was freaking out <laughs> a bit. So because she's a sook. So I brought her in with me, but this was like I was staying in a homestead, so you had to go inside the main building, and then there was like a long hallway, this old sort of heritage-style house, and all the, the rooms came off this main hallway, so like there was no one else awake at the time, and so I like snuck her in, she's a little nugget, so I like carried her in under my arm like a rugby ball, and snuck her into my bedroom, and I thought I was pretty smart and had gotten away with it, but then there was like... You could hear everything. You could hear people walking around in other rooms. You could hear when someone else rocked up and opened the main door and closed it. Like everything just really echoed in this place. So she heard some other noises and just started barking on my bed. I'm like, fuck, shh, no, no, be quiet. I'm like trying to calm her down. And that happened, that went on for about half an hour, 40 minutes or something. And I got a text from the lady who, who owned the homestead who happened to be in the the bedroom right next door to us who said she could hear the dog barking inside and there wasn't supposed to be dogs inside. So I got caught, man. Um, you know, I didn't see that text till the next morning, which was good because I didn't have to stress about it at night. I saw it in the, in the next morning and snuck out at like four o'clock before anyone else woke up and just hightailed it out of there. Um, down to Perth on the Sunday. And then on Monday, I went to pick up the van and get some more electrics, like some shit done on the on the ute. So we've got the, fit the new Clearview um, mirrors to it, fit a solar panel to the roof, uh, hooked up the brake controller, and then, yeah, hooked up the van and, and brought it home. And um, I'm absolutely bloody stoked with it, man, to be perfectly honest. She's she's really, really nice. Like, obviously, we bought this van sight unseen um, via Facebook ad. Uh, it was a really top bloke who we bought it off, Goran Kovetsky, I think it was, um, and like he was a guy, he's from Newman originally, and you know some, some of the same people as me up in Headland, so we had shit to chat about, and we got talking, and I could tell he's a really honest, sort of straightforward bloke, 
Um, so he, I bought her off just a, a FaceTime walk around with with Goran, and he got it, we got it for a good price as well. So you know, um, I was happy with the price and happy to pick the van up, and it was as expected. It's in really good condition, bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's quite big in here, which is nice, you know, for a caravan. Um, pretty big in here. And he hooked me up with his mate, Hayden, from um, Car and Boat uh, Auto Electrics, um, who is like a, a real guru, auto sparky, and, and, and has a lot has done a lot in the caravanning, off-roading world. Um, and Goran, who I bought the caravan off, hooked me up with his mate, Hayden, who was the auto sparky, who did a few extra things for us, as well as all the auto electrics in here, and couldn't have been happier with that either. So... The guy bought the van off Goran. He dropped it at his mate's house, who's the auto sparky for me like two weeks ago. He he drove the van down there and dropped it at his mate's house. His mate stored the van there for me while I'm waiting to get down and was doing the work on it over the last couple of weeks. So I rocked up at Hayden's house on Monday to pick up the van and get a few more things done on the ute. And he ran through the whole system with me. I was there for the whole day. He ran through the whole system with me, did some shit on the ute. And was just so happy, man, to have met some like top, top dudes some solid blokes who like really helped out and just made me feel so much more confident and calm that like I was spending a lot of money off something that I'd bought off the internet uh, and happened to make two legends in the process man who made things so much easier and I'm so happy with the van man it's just I love it I love it it's everything that we need it's perfect it really is it's great size um, it's in really good condition the electric system I've got in this thing now is just fucking off off its tits um, 400 amp power lithium batteries with a red arc management system and red vision um, and, and and it's got the red arc uh, 3000 watt inverter and red arc DC, ac to dc charger and the batteries we use are a brand called all spark as per my instagram post i put up uh, i did a bit of a walkthrough on the van just a quick one uh, the the batteries are all spark which are a, a brand um, made by a Perth company, Off-Road Living, 4x4, I think it's called, something like that, or Off-Road Living. Uh, in Wangara, they make their own batteries and some of their own products. So I've got the, the AllSpark um, lithium batteries and uh, four 200-watt AllSpark solar panels on the roof as well. And then I also fit a caravan in here um, the other day, which is yet to be hooked up, but it's all fit and ready to go. So I've got a few few more little electric, uh, auto, auto electric jobs for Hayden when I get back down around Christmas time. But I'll fit the, the fan in the roof anyway, which is a dust suppression system. Uh, a few other things I need to do to it, man. I've ordered the toolbox for the front, but I'm just... I'm just stoked. It's a bloody rig, man. It really is. We've got everything we need in here. It's going to make getting away so much easier, so much more practical. Um, and I think since I spoke to you guys last as well, I've finished my my building diploma. I passed my last exam or my last assessment the weekend before um, or the week of the week that I left Perth to fly down. So the week of the you know 4th, Friday the 4th of, of November, I've, I've finished – Past my diploma, I have my diploma in building and construction. Um, so, like, I'm so, I'm happy, man. It's been a two year process. Giving up my weekends, most weekends, going in, into the office and doing assignments and shit. And I'm I'm through it, man. I've got through all of that. I'm now about to engage in the application process, which will probably take me a couple of weeks to get all my ducks in a row for that. But by the end of November, 
I'm going to be completely done with all that. It'll be lodged and I'll just be waiting for that whole process to go through. And I'll be on my way to get my, my builder's ticket. I'll be I'll, my building practitioner's ticket uh, license. And then one day down the track when I want to go work for myself and use my license, I'll go for a building contractor's license under the same diploma and everything. So it's just be a matter of applying for that and paying the money for it when, I, when the time comes. So pretty bloody happy, man. And it's going to mean that next year we're going to have weekends free and available to go camping. So I don't think I'm going to coach the soccer, soccer team next year, man, because I want to be able to go away camping on those. Like it's prime. The prime weather is when you do the soccer season. So I've put Shady in soccer, but I want to be able to go away camping on the weekends if we want to and not be locked into frigging soccer training or soccer games every every single Friday night coaching. You know, it was it was a lot. It was a lot, man. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, I am, as I said, at Manilia Station, just north of Carnarvon, heading on the way home. It's been a slow old trip, man. It took me 12 hours to get here with with stops, so about 10 hours worth of driving, a little bit over 10 and a half hours worth of driving. Um, I'm, you know, only sitting on 100 k's an hour max. And the van tows really nicely, man. Tows really bloody, really nice. Um, I've been worried about the weight of the van, the weight of the, the GCM, the gross combined mass of, of car and van. I did get the all weighed while I was down in Perth, and I'm on... I'm on weight, but I've got a lot of shit to put in the van yet. So essentially, you know, I'm going to be overweight at some point in time with all, all tanks full and all luggage and pet personnel on board. But as it stands right now, driving back from Perth with what I've got on me, I'm, I'm legal. We're all weight is – we're pretty good. And my tow ball weight is really good, which was something I was worried about. We weighed the tow ball weight with one of the shitty little scales from Repco and it's saying that I only had 170 kilo tow ball weight and you want about 10% of what the van is so I want to be about 250 kilos as the van's two and a half thousand kgs two and a half ton so I'm good on tow ball weight which means it tows really nicely I'm driving down the road it feels good behind the car car's not working too hard you know I'm chewing a bit of juice but that's to be expected there's a lot of weight that we're towing all up and it, it tows really nicely, man. I'm really happy. I was a bit nervous how it's going to feel. Towing, I've never towed a van this size. I've never towed a van this far. Um, you know, and it's it's all been going pretty well. So just taking it nice and steady. Definitely, definitely not going to be um, going past over 100 k's an hour. You know, and and just when the when it feels like I need to drop back to 90 k's, I'm dropping back to 90 k's and just cruising. There's definitely no no rush when you're towing something like this, and you watch the juice getting chewed as well, the diesel. So. Uh, it's all all gone pretty good so so far, man. And I'm I'm pretty I'm ready to get back home. There's a lot going on at work, so I've got to really need to insert myself back into the mix at work and and jump back on top of that shit for the last six weeks of the year. We've got a bunch of stuff that we want to nail before the end of the year. And I'm sick of spending money. To be honest with you, I've just spent that much money I'm down in Perth. Um, spent a heap of money on shit for the caravan and driving around and fuel and just. Yeah, sick of spending money, ready to get back home, get back into my routine and, and head down and keep saving for the rest of the year. And then Christmas holidays in like six weeks, man. So I'll be back in the van driving back down south, down to Perth and then down south and spending a good uh, nine or ten days down at Denmark um, over Christmas, Christmas and New Year's period, which I'm super excited for in this new van, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really cool. We've got such a good setup for it now. Uh, yeah. So what else, man? 
Um, this is just going to be a little quick one. I am on the side of the road in the caravan. I didn't do much prep work for it, but I thought, you know, I've got nothing else to do this evening. Uh, I missed last weekend's because I was driving down. Uh, so it would be a good time to just pop the caravan's podcast cherry, do a little podcast from the from the van. I'm going to do – there's many more to come, uh, many more to come. So I'm just sitting here just doing a little a little how you going, quick little podcast, mate, to just say that we, we bloody well did it. Uh, what's going on? Been um, doing a few audio books on the way down, audio books and podcasts, and – um, what the, the audio book that I've been doing, I'm sort of probably nearly finished now, it's been a hard listen, even though it's interesting, it's, it's called Chaos, it's the story, of the untold story of the Charles Manson family murders, um, there's like a whole bunch of conspiracies and cover-ups and all sorts of shit about that whole Charles Manson murder thing, like his his his, his hippie commune that he, that he enticed into murdering people brutally. There's like a heap of shit in the back story uh, undercover that was covered up by defence attorneys and by police officers, uh, parole officers, uh, um, other journalists. There's just, just there were so many little conspiracies all tucked in and tied up and and laid over the top of each other that there's so much of the real story wasn't told. And this dude Tom O'Neill. Who's written the book? He went on like a twenty-year uh, run investigating this thing. He became obsessed with it, and this is basically, you know, one part of his, a big part of his life's work is in this book, Chaos. And it's some pretty interesting, crazy shit in there. It's a hard listen because there's so many details, so many like different people and stories and police reports and pinning small details together to make a bigger picture and. A lot. There's a lot going on, but pretty interesting. So that's that's one of the books uh, that I'm listening to at the moment. Um, one of the podcasts. I did a couple of good podcasts actually. I listened to Matt Walsh uh, from the What Is a Woman documentary. He was on the Joe Rogan Joe Rogan uh, podcast. That was pretty cool, man. Like um, he's got a really interesting point of view. He's doing some really important work in that whole. Uh, uh, um, sort of calling out the gender politic bullshit for what it is um, and he's got a documentary called What Is A Woman which is all about that and Rogan had him on his podcast they had a pretty good chat which was cool uh, it was a bit odd the, the dudes are like a fundamentalist Christian and they went into the whole gay marriage thing and he's pretty much opposed to it so him and Joe had a long discussion where they didn't see eye to eye on points of view over that uh, very different points of view when it came to the homosexual uh, the, the gay marriage thing but, you know, they had a good civil conversation about it and, 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 and in the end I think that's what was important about that discussion is that you can have discussions with people that you disagree with and you can really flesh out the ideas on both sides of the fence. You don't have to agree with, with each other. You can, you can just let your – you can just test your opinions out and your, and your ideas out with other people and you don't have to agree with each other and you don't have to fight with each other. So that was pretty cool. Even though I don't think it – I think it hurts his overall – uh, mission that you know he's talking about gay marriage and stuff it's like okay, I'm with you on the gender politics stuff but when it comes to the gay marriage stuff it's like just man just leave them alone like let gay people get married it's it's just you know but no, that's my opinion on the thing and I think that um, yeah they'll probably use that conversation against him to discredit him a little bit moving forward but anyway 
he's got some it's a great documentary and he's got some good um points of view and and he's doing something pretty important because really what they're doing starting to do now in that whole gender politics uh field is they're starting to do uh, gender reassignment surgery and hormone blockers for kids for like teenage kids you know 13 14 15 16 year old kids so his whole thing is you know we're trying to stop child mutilation and child abuse which is what that is um so it's pretty interesting and pretty important that people get their eyes open to what's actually going on there with people grooming kids and and sexualizing them and and allowing them to make decisions calling it consent for kids to uh, get gender reassignment, bef- you know, before, just after, or around puberty, when these kids aren't allowed to get tattoos yet, they're not allowed to drink alcohol yet, they're not allowed to fucking go to war yet, they're not allowed to drive a car, they can't do any of these other things in life because we recognise that they're kids, but they're allowed to get gender reassignment surgery without parental uh, permission, which is pretty friggin' terrifying. Um, so yeah, it's a good podcast, worth a listen, and and that's what that guy's mission is, which is I think something that's pretty important and pretty pretty noble, really. Uh, that was a good podcast Another real great podcast I did just today Was another instalment There's been many of them there, but At this point in time Another instalment of Graham Hancock and Carlson and Randall Carlson uh, podcast um, These guys Graham Hancock Has these Well both of them Have these theories about uh, Lost civilization um, 12,800 years ago thereabouts there was a massive cataclysmic event where there was uh, we went through the Torah media stream and there was 1,200 years of media showers on earth essentially that wiped out civilizations that were then uh, that were there at the time completely destroyed the the civilizations and the technologies that they had and he points to it's a lot it's all very controversial um becoming less and less so as more and more evidence stacks up but still very con- controversial against mainstream archaeology and and historians points of view um but essentially what he's saying is like shit like you know egypt is more like twelve thousand years old not five thousand years old that that's that four and a half five thousand year old work that was done in egypt is like people moving into egypt and fixing up what was left there by the superior um civilization that was there before them um that was laughed people you you laughed out of um you, you would have been laughed out of the conversation 10 15 years ago for saying that sort of shit and then they uncovered gobekli tepe in Turkey, which is just around the corner, really, you know, speaking on the on the worldwide scene, not too far from that area, and they've uncovered a monolithic um, structures there that were twelve thousand years old, and they were buried like eleven thousand years ago, um, which blew everyone out of the water because apparently the oldest civilization that we had on Earth was five five thousand years ago, and and that just got blown out of the water with Gobekli Tepe, and there's more and more of these new civilizations popping up. They've done lidar which is light activated detection something um detection radiation or some shit uh of the amazon a very small percentage of the amazon and they found all these structures that were in the amazon that no one knows about and they're starting to now um excavate and and uh, archaeologists are starting to do some work on so there's all these lost civilizations in the amazon they reckon the Sahara Desert would have been a rainforest 12,000 years ago and there's probably civilizations buried and lost in the Sahara Desert as well. Far out. Wind is blowing its tits off out there. The whole van just started shaking then. 
Um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy shit. Um, I love it. Super interesting. Uh, if you're interested in in history and, and in um, you know alternative history theories, historical theories. Check out Graham Hancock. He's got a few books out. He's done a bunch of podcasts with Joe Rogan. And really excitingly, there's a new Netflix series. I think it comes out today, the 11th. So it's eleventh Friday, Friday, the 11th of November today. When I get home tomorrow, I've got a new series I can watch, which I love this shit. It's called Ancient Apocalypse, I believe. Um, and there's so much, so much compelling uh, evidence and such great theories and really well presented evidence and 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 as I said the evidence is starting to stack up now and and the people are having to start taking having to start taking this how do I phrase that They're having to start having to start to take this to take this guy seriously because um, there is just too much evidence to laugh him him out of the conversation anymore. Um, I love that shit. Really interesting, man. Um, so go check that stuff out for yourself if you're into that as well. And I also believe Monday the 14th, November, is the new season of Yellowstone back on again. So there's some good shows coming back on, man. It's been a bit of a drought lately. Haven't had a lot of great things to watch. So I'm looking forward to Yellowstone, looking forward to Ancient Apocalypse. I believe The Wheel of Time number two has been postponed for a period of time, hopefully not too long. Maybe if that pops up in um, um, December, that would time in well with the end of Yellowstone or something. So few cool shows coming up um, pretty soon and yeah what else new red hot chili peppers album I was being I was listening to uh, I was digging that some great music there uh, and I just I just recently or just today discovered Suzanne Santo of honey honey her um her solo um, music which is really cool man she's got some really cool shit um, so yeah, check that out as well If you're into some bluesy, country Sort of, yeah Type, type music um, Look man, I'm not going to hang around too long As I said, just a little quick power A little quick, um, you know 20 minutes of power uh, Podcast, first one in the caravan uh, On my way home I'm pretty keen to get a you know, it's, it's 8 o'clock I'm pretty keen to sort of have a Finish off my wine And, and get to bed And get an early bed And an early rise And, and get the fuck out of here And get home tomorrow But I thought it would be A good idea to me, for me To just sneak a quick podcast in uh, On the way home Next one I do Will be a little bit more Planned um, And have a bit more content in it But that'll um, That'll do us For now uh, I did put a little video up on Instagram, a little walk through the caravan if you're interested in checking that out. And I'll do some more. Um, there'll definitely be a, another walk through with the GoPro and I'll put something up on the YouTube channel sooner rather than later as well. In the meantime, I think that's enough for me. I uh, will catch up with you guys next weekend. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. And if you're not sus- subscribed to that YouTube channel, go over there and click subscribe for us, mate. Help us get those numbers up. Um, and then yeah super stoked about the caravan watch this space going to be more some more good videos and and content to come out of it so all right thanks very much for your time take it easy episode 136 wild caravan average man podcast over and out peace